So we know that there is one more sleep, but there's also one more message of our series this Christmas, this series of three where we've looked at Jesus in the womb, where we've looked at Jesus in the manger, and now we're going to talk about Jesus in the arms. So we've done a lot of Christmas carols today and previously. We've sung a lot about shepherds. We've sung a lot about wise men. We've talked about Mary. We've talked about Joseph. Might have even mentioned a donkey here and there. But there's one person that we have not mentioned. And he's an old man with a white beard. No, not that one. He comes tomorrow. No, we're going to talk about a man, and he's probably in all the nativity story, probably the most overlooked, but possibly even my most favorite character in the whole of the Christmas story. And his name is Simeon. Now, I want you to be a little bit interactive this morning. I want to keep us awake. It is after Christmas. We're going to be eating, after all Christmas, we're going to be eating a lot of food and we're going to get sleepy. But we need to be awake to the message of why Jesus came. And there's a lot to learn from the story about Simeon. Now, to help us, I want you to watch out for three words or phrases. Okay? If you hear the word wait or waiting, you say, how much longer? Okay? If you hear the word promise, you say, God's promises are best. And if you hear the word marmite, you say you either love it or hate it. All right? Waiting. Marmite. Promises. Wonderful. So Simeon then, who was Simeon? Well, we think he was probably old. We think he probably had a white beard and he might have looked a little bit like this. But we don't actually know. The Bible doesn't tell us what he looks like on the outside, but he does, it does tell us what he looks like in his heart. It describes Simeon as being righteous and devout. Now, if you have your Bibles with you or you want to following the Bible today. There are some Bibles at the back for those that might want to have those. We're in Luke chapter 2, and that's page number 1028 in the church Bibles. And in there we will find, in one of the verses, it describes Simeon as being righteous and devout. What does that mean? Well, he was the sort of person that did things the right way. He was very committed especially when it came to serving God in the temple. And he probably was one of those people that served God in the temple. He had a role to play in the temple, and he'd been there for a long, long time because he had been waiting. Well, not much longer, but he had been for quite a long time. So when does this finally happen? Well, soon after Jesus is born, he was circumcised and named on the eighth day after he was born. And then sometime after that, he had been brought to the temple for a blessing, particularly on Mary at the time, but also to bring 
Jesus into what was probably the strangest dedication service you've ever been to. I mean, we, when we have newborn babies, we dedicate our children sometimes, don't we? We bring them and we give thanks to God and we pray that God will help us bring those children up to know and to love him. And so Simeon had been waiting. You're almost with me. For quite a while, for Jesus to come. And the day finally arrived. In the passage, it said, um, sorry, in, the reason they had to do it was um, to come for some ritual cleansing. It was part of uh, Moses' law. And in the book of Leviticus, chapter 12, it tells us a little bit about what they had to do. And, and they had to bring two offerings. They had to bring a dove offering and they had to bring a lamb offering, unless they were poor in which case they could just bring two doves or two pigeons. Jesus was born into a poor family. Because in the passage you'll see, if you read it, they bring two doves or two pigeons. Jesus was born into a very poor household. Let's read from verse 25 and just see what happens when they arrive. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation uh, yeah, with me, of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what was the custom that the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and, praising God, said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. We'll pause there for just a moment. He was waiting. We don't know how long. But he was waiting for the, con for the consolation of Israel, the coming of Messiah. That's a really strange phrase, that consolation of Israel. What does that really mean? Well, it simply means waiting for God's son to appear. Some people are still with it. Do you know there was a Jewish prayer in the day, may I see the consolation of Israel. It simply means, may I see the Messiah born in my time. But Simeon was different. Not only did he probably sing this song, but God told him that he would see Jesus before he died. Can you imagine every day when he was in the temple looking out, oh, here comes another baby. Is that him? No. Oh, what about that one? Oh, that's a girl. That can't be Jesus. 
Oh, maybe that one. Oh, no, no, it's not that one. And then one day, the Holy Spirit says, you need to get to the temple. This is the day. And on this day, he goes into the camp temple and takes, he sees Jesus. And I don't know what Mary thought. I mean, they were there because they knew they had to do this. But then this priest comes up to them and grabs this baby and says, can I take your baby? And holds him in his arms and he says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and a glory to your people Israel. The Holy Spirit says, this is the one. God has kept his promise. My eyes have seen your salvation. When he says that, when he says that word salvation, he probably was speaking in Hebrew and he would have said, I have seen Yeshua. I have seen Jesus. You see, the name of Jesus means he will save. It means salvation. It's what he, they were told to call him. You will call him Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is our salvation. That's something to note about. That's something to really understand. You see, salvation isn't come by what we can do or what we say or how we behave. It's not something we do. It's someone we know. Many years later, when Jesus was about 30 and he called his disciples, he says to them one day, follow me. He doesn't say, come and listen to my teachings and follow what I tell you to do. He says, follow me. It's a personal relationship we need with Jesus. And Simeon has seen Jesus, and now he knows our salvation. He has met the promised thank you, salvation. Meeting Jesus changes us from the inside. Knowing him isn't something about what we look like. It's about what we do because of how God has changed our hearts. I was in the hairdressers earlier this week. It wasn't for my hair. Julia was having her hair cut. And there was a, an older lady, and she just finished having her hair cut, and she was booking her appointments. And uh, she was very organized. I mean, she knew everything. I mean, her schedule, she was, she was there. And she said these words. It just made me smile. I thought I'd share it. She said, oh, I've got a couple of um, appointments at the hospital. She, she hushed down a little bit at this point, so, so nobody could hear, but we could all hear. I've got a couple of appointments with the hospital, and yeah, I just want to look my best, so I need, my, I need to have a hair appointment here. It's funny, isn't it, how sometimes people want to look the best. It's not wrong to look our best, but it isn't about what we look like. It's not what's on the outside that Jesus looks like. Notice when we get the description, when I mentioned earlier about Simeon, we don't know what he looked like. We think he was old. We think he had a white beard. That's just a reasonable assumption. 
But what we hear Luke talk about him is what he was like as a person, what was in his heart. And being a friend of Jesus changes us from the inside. The other thing we can see in this passage is that it was a promise for everyone, a light we're still with it. A light for revelation to the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? Well, they're everybody that wasn't a Jew. So Simeon there, right at the beginning, was saying, Jesus hasn't just come as promised to the Jews. He has come for everyone. And that everyone includes you and includes me and includes Taraz and Carol and Graham, even Gordon. Morning, Gordon. <laughs> so what happens next in the story? Well, Mary and Joseph were amazed. I mean, there's a lot of things in the nativity story that are amazing. There are a lot of things that can cause us to go, wow. But can you imagine being Mary and Joseph just for a moment? I mean, at the very start when the angel came, and said to Mary what was going to happen. And when Joseph had a dream and he found out what was going to happen, and then these shepherds have turned up, and, and it, they get to the, the moment where they meet Simeon, and he says these words, and they're going, wow. And it says here, the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then, just if you think it couldn't get any weirder, Simeon says some more words. He says this. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the rising and the falling and rising of many in Israel. And it's to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Many will love Jesus and many will hate him. In a way, Jesus is a little bit like Marmite. And that is still true today. 2,000 years later, we are celebrating the birth of Christ. And yet still today, we hear the name of Jesus spoken about in a way that I don't know about you, but sometimes when I hear people use the word Jesus as a swear word, there's something inside me that just goes, oh, come on. You've just got to know him. Why do you hate him? You don't even realize what you're saying. He's both the most hated and the most loved person. That gives us a problem, though. We ourselves have to decide, do we love him or do we hate him? And that, that word hate is quite a strong word, isn't it? But it's true. If we don't accept Jesus for who he is, if we do not accept the love that has been sent at Christmas in this baby as God's own son, then the opposite is true. And we're against him. So as I said earlier, there's a lot to learn about this in this little passage in Luke 2 about Simeon. Let me just sum it up. 
It's not about who you are or what you look like. It's what's inside that matters. It's what's in your heart. Salvation is for everyone. Jesus, salvation. I have seen your salvation. It is for everyone. But you need to have a personal relationship with Christ to be saved. Salvation isn't something you do. It's someone you know. Let's pray.